1: hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on an audio only format, make sure to leave us a five star review. We really appreciate it. I'm Michaela Perkins. That's Cherson Sousel. And we're hoping that you'll take a study break with us for this uh, elusive. I don't know if it's elusive. That's probably not the right word. I think I need to go back to college. (laughs) What's elusive? What are you trying to say? I don't know. I was trying to hype up the show and I couldn't find the right adjective. (laughs) I this show gonna be freaking <laughs> elusive. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. I don't know what we I was are to so say. So elusive on this show. I don't
2: even know, but I was- I got could,
1: my
0: degree from Arizona State University. I don't know what you want me I to tell I you. I wish could help
2: you, like,
1: I don't know what you're trying to go
2: for. You need for. to
0: don't knock Arizona State University. I got my degree from there too, and I'm just fine. I
1: think every person in this room got their degree from Arizona State University, so uh, you know, here we go. Here we are. All right. I don't know where it's going with that. It's TBSV Friday. It's the best freaking day of the week, Jaden. How are you feeling? Um, I feel great. We were singing before the show got started. A little, yes.
2: Um. Mermaid and wait, wait, what is it? The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Okay, we're both A on little, the struggle the bus. The Little Mermaid beforehand, and that really pumped me up.
1: Yeah, we were in Espo's office making fun of all of the gadgets and Gazmos. Gaz- gizmos, 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 gizmos and gadgets galore. galore. Thingamabobs, <laughs> I've got, got twenty. <laughs> But who cares? No big deal. I want more. Listen, if you're a Broadway producer and you're out there right now, sign me and Tristan up for a live action Little Mermaid. We will blow the socks off those people. Tristan,
0: I was going to say, Tristan, there's a moment there where it sounded like you actually have some pipes. Like. No.
1: Oh, whatever whatever you think you thought you heard. No, 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 no. Tristan and I both sound like dying cats when we try to sing. So Yeah. Um, all right, Tristan. Tristan. Uh, Well, besides it being Friday, you know what my other favorite thing to do on a Friday? It's going down to the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe and eating some chicken tendies and drinking a beer because my God, Four Peaks has the best chicken tendies in the world. And we were out there this past Wednesday for Four Peaks Wednesday. So if you were out there, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was awesome to see you and hang out with you guys. As a reminder, we do this every single Wednesday, the last Wednesday of the month. So if you want to come hang out with us, make sure you stay tuned for the next one. That will be happening the last Wednesday of the upcoming month of August. And as always, check out Four Peaks, grab a beer. They have amazing flavors. My favorite is the Hazy IPA. I think that's Chirsten's favorite too. We do everything together. We're connected at the hip, so no surprise there. Um, But as always, you must be 21 and up and please enjoy responsibly. Chirsten, my girl. We got to do a temperature check. I
0: don't know. I really think
2: kind of boring. I sports specifically with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle great contract.
1: Nothing to see. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Everybody look away. Nobody pay attention to what's going on with the Cardinals right now. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, holy. Yeah, where do I start with this? I don't even know where to start with this because this has been a drama fest. I think we start
2: with the latest. And right. the latest being there was a independent study clause in Kyler Murray's contract that caused a uh, poo storm. <laughs> a poo
1: storm?
0: Oh, this is where I come in. A, a shit storm. <laughs> oh
1: my- you did not just say that. And said, T- 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 That's worse than not cussing. Uh, no, I was going to say, just a poo say storm sounds word. way
0: worse. <laughs> I would much rather be in a shit, than shit storm, storm than a poo storm. <laughs>
1: just say shit storm. Are you okay? <laughs> what is going on? Oh my god. All right. A shit storm. I'll curse <laughs> was, for you. How's that? It was a storm
2: and a half. Oh.
0: <laughs> there was poo and shit in this storm. <laughs>
1: I can't do this. Oh my god, this show is off the rails.
2: Um. Anyway, it's no longer it's no longer a thing. It was taken out of his contract. Basically, it said uh, you got four hours of independent study that you got to do on your own, Kyler, every week. Uh, outside of the bye week, and you can't watch TV, you can't play video games while you're doing your four hours of independent study. Uh, so that has since been removed. It was a heck of a backtracking by the Arizona Cardinals. There's conflicting uh, opinions on whether it looks makes it look like Kyler looks makes Kyler look bad, makes it look Michael Bidwell look bad, Steve Kime, Arizona Cardinals, whoever. I mean. Bottom line is, like, everybody just kind of kind of looks bad in this situation. Um, and Kyler wasn't really happy about it and surprised all of us with the press conference yesterday, so might as well take a look at what he had to say.
3: But today, I'm starting off, I'm talking today because, um, you know, I feel uh, it's necessary, you know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me. Um, it's... It's almost, you know, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost. It's
2: All right. Um, I'm not sure what happened there uh, at in the middle of what he had to say, but basically felt the need to. Uh, have an impromptu press conference, addressed the media about the entire situation, what was being said around it, and sort of um, kind of sternly said, like, this is a joke. I don't know why you guys are saying this. I'm flattered if you think that, like, I could just be here without studying. Um, and wanted to set the record straight, which good for him for standing up for himself.
1: Yeah, when I saw that this happened, I was shocked. At, I think at first because I don't really think of Kyler as a vocal quarterback, and I don't—I didn't ever imagine him coming out and saying something like this in the way that he said it. I think it's kind of common knowledge that Kyler really isn't this type of quarterback. I, so I was shocked when he came out and said something, but I'm glad that he did because I think it's shown at least a little bit of evolution and who he is as a person that if he's feeling some type of way of what people are saying about him and he feels like he needs to address something, then, I mean, I guess good for him for wanting to come out here and address it. Um, when When the news initially broke about this entire addendum in the first place, I was like a little bit beside myself because as a fan of the Cardinals and as someone who covers them as well, you know, I it it almost took me by surprise because I don't think you put something in a contract and an addendum like that unless there's a problem. So obviously the Cardinals identified His study time, the amount of time he was watching film as an issue. And if they were going to invest $230.5 million in this quarterback, they wanted to make sure they protected their investment and made it clear to him that you need to study film at least four hours a week, which also four hours a week seems like the bare freaking minimum to me. Like, I don't know why I wasn't like eight, 10 hours a week. It just seemed like too little. So the Cardinals identified a problem and that concerned me. Like if my franchise quarterback isn't watching film or isn't watching study or not doing it enough or is distracted while he's doing it, that's scary to me. Like I don't want a quarterback to be paid that much money who doesn't take the time to watch film, which obviously I'm not saying that that's the case, but there must've been enough of a problem for them to want to put that addendum in the contract in the first place. And I I didn't really. It made me feel a little uneasy.
2: This is literally the same exact argument that I was making last week when I saw that there was a bonus in his contract if he showed up to off-season workouts. That wouldn't have been in there if they didn't feel like, "Hey, we, you're not really here. We would really like you to be here. We're not going to force you." We're not going to say you have to. Well, we're going to give you an incentive because I think that it is beneficial to you and beneficial to the team that if you're here, so maybe we can incentivize you to do it. That was something that is not in every contract. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is not in any contract. And so all of these types of things add up. And I think that's why we're talking about it. It's because it, it, it certainly it could be the Arizona Car- Cardinals and Michael Bidwell helicoptering for sure. And just and now I've been in a situation too where I've been like offered a job and and it's like, oh, but if we're gonna pay you this or if we're gonna hire you, then you, you know, you need we really need you to to show up and do your job. And I'm like, the heck you think I'm gonna do? So I understand that a little bit. That could be a little bit of helicoptering on the Arizona Cardinals side of things where it's just like you either if he's your if he's your franchise quarterback and you are, you're investing in this extension he's going to be here for the foreseeable future and you're going all in on him being the guy then just go all in on him being the guy and don't try to micromanage him yeah. so i can see that aspect of it absolutely but there's too much of what i have heard what i have collected from teammates former teammates Uh, people around the organization in the past with him that adds up with these sorts of clauses being in his contract. And I will also say this, you want to make your your employee happy, which is at the end of the day what he is to the Cardinals. And so you will do things to make them happy. But Mm -hmm. at what point can we not just say like, hey, I put this in the contract because I felt strongly about it, like I'm gonna stand on the gra- on this ground. I mean, obviously they felt like it was, uh, it, it garnered way too much attention. I'm sure that Kyler was very
1: upset about it. Otherwise, he doesn't like yeah, the media. No. He doesn't like the media. Otherwise, and that's, I think that's what happened. He yeah. got so he literally yeah. got pushed to a point where he got so upset. He was like, "I'm tired of being accused that I don't like watch film or this is being made into a entire shitstorm. I have to get out there. I have to go say something." And. I think every step of this entire contract debacle has surprised me. Like I did not expect Kyler to come out and speak to the media yesterday. I mean, nobody did. It was a surprise news conference. Like Kyler wasn't slated to speak to them yesterday. He came out he said, I need to say something. Everybody put their recorders back on the dais or whatever it is. And he spoke. So like, I, to imagine that it got that bad to push Kyler who isn't an outspoken person to say something I mean obviously he was and bothered he by it and he said it,
2: it after the f- after it had already been taken out yeah. so like
1: it wasn't good enough
2: that it was just taken out he also felt the need <clears throat> to speak and he it's not like he wasn't going to speak again but to like immediately get up there and defend himself which you know what honestly like I don't blame the guy for doing that or whatever but like I think the way <clears throat> in which he went about it sort of attacking like as if like the media made something out of nothing well it was in your dang contract With there was we didn't just we didn't just make the, up the fact that it was in your contract some rumor that somebody said this was in your contract and it wasn't now that would be the media making stuff up it's not like it never happened so like I get that yeah. but like there's a there's a way to call out like this wasn't like fake news okay right. like nobody made this up. made something out of nothing yes yeah. exactly and so it was something different that we don't see that was interesting that that was that was even in there. Um, and we're talking about it. And and we have the right to do that. Absolutely.
0: Also, this is kind of a bed that he made himself because to a point that Daniel made earlier, he did tell the New York Times last year that he doesn't watch much film. Um, because, quote, he's blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. So, I I, mean, he kind of did this to himself. I
2: wish – I wasn't at that press conference. I wish I was because I would have loved to ask him what he meant by that quote that he said a year ago. So, what, now you watch a crap ton of film? Is that what it is? Nobody's saying that, like, Kyler just straight up has no work ethic, which is what he was like – up there and if you are saying that then like i mean like come on yeah you you definitely don't get to he had some points you don't get to where you're at uh, where he's at without having, like, any sort of work ethic and,
1: and right. no study habits Especially whatsoever. at his size, like he pointed out. Yeah, like he, like he
2: pointed out for sure. But I don't know that, like, people were flat out saying he had zero work ethic or whatever. I think it just shows that, like, maybe there's some questions around it. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it,
1: and that is okay to question. Yeah, Frank in the comments saying that the media overreacted. I strongly disagree. I think the media reported on something that was alarming, and it should be alarming. The Cardinals just paid this man two hundred and thirty million million dollars that is generational wealth and there were other concerns that they had in the contract like the off-season workout clause like wanting him to be in arizona working out in the off-season the film independent film study club like there are things that the team are concerned about that if they're going to invest this amount of money in this person they want addressed Maybe, probably, they didn't think that this was going to blow up the way that they did or this was going to be made into what it had been made into. But the media has a right to look at something like this and be like, holy cow, what is going on in the Cardinals organization right now? You know how you make it all go away? Shut up and put up. Go out, and, up win and, a, up. Go out and win a couple of playoff games this season.
2: And yeah. then nobody's going to be talking about it. Or if they are talking about it, then it's going to be in your favor.
1: And you get to control the narrative from there. Well, Cherson, let me ask you this. Unbiasedly, do you think that the way that Kyler handled the situation, <laughs> looking at the entire press conference and everything that he said yesterday, was that the appropriate reaction? Did he do the right thing coming out and saying that?
2: Um, I think it, he was coming out at sort of the wrong people. I wish that it didn't have the, the twist to it of like, oh, you know, the media is making something out of nothing type of deal. I wish he would have just said and like huh, flattered that anyone would like – uh, that sort of like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, but I, I am totally for him defending himself. And I think it did send a message of like, Hey, like I am who I am. Like I like he, he's the guy, he's the face. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm never going to fault somebody for speaking to the media more because we haven't gotten that from Kyler. We He doesn't like it and he doesn't like reporters. So you know if if it's gonna if Kyler feels uh you know confident enough to say like hey I'm gonna stand up for myself uh I'm going to flip the narrative I want fans to know that I'm all in that I do study that I'm dedicated to this that I'm appreciative of this opportunity this contract extension um you know like I can't be overcritical on every single thing that the guy says so in this situation like um whether it was right or wrong you know like I don't know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I have no issues whatsoever. And I think it did show like a step forward in terms of like, just him being a leader uh, and and an outspoken one at that. And so I mean, that's what you that's what you need from him. And Mm -hmm. so like, I, I think he did take a step forward by showing up yesterday and just, you know, being like, I have something to say. You want to ask me about it? Ask me about
1: it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm glad that he said something. I'm glad he took the initiative to get out there. I agree with you on all those points. Um, Do you think this now puts more pressure on Kyler to perform this season even more than there already was because people were already questioning if the contract extension was even deserved in the first place? Listen, I think the pressure began
2: for Kyler two weeks after the end of the season. When his agent decided to put out a, again, we had never seen it before. And it talked, it got everybody talking. His agent, they're like throw, they're throwing like a, a public fit two weeks after the end of the season with the way the season ended. You're like, we've never seen this before yeah. and we're all going to talk about it. And it just has continued from there. So it's not this isolated incident. I think it's incidences that have begun to pile up for Kyler. Yeah. But this one specifically, like, um, there's a lot of people that are like, it is what it is. It's a stupid four-hour like independent study clause, like, let's move on, let's forget it. I, I gotta like, I'm not gonna ever forget this. Like, because it's, it's something that we've never really dealt with before. Mm-hmm. I think a storyline like this along with stuff that we've heard in the past. So everything that has off the field that you can compile is going to carry into the season one way or another, because you're going to have the opportunity now for people to say, I See, I told you one way or another, good or bad. And I think that by him signing the contract extension for the amount of money that he signed for is also like you got bigger expectations on you now. Mm -hmm. And so there is a whole lot of pressure that Kyler has not ever, ever in his life had on his shoulders to perform. So what are you going to do with that pressure? Some people are fantastic under pressure. Some people, not so much. And then, of course, it's good when you're winning. Yeah. Like, it's the narrative. Winning cures is, all. <laughs> winning cures everything. Yeah. So I think uh, I think this is going to carry into this season. I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be like this glooming thing that's of negativity. But you're going to have that attached to you,
1: positive or negative. Yeah. I think the I told you so sweepstakes are at an all time high. I think the pressure on not only on Kyler Murray, but on the Cardinals to be successful is through the freaking roof. Because as soon as they lose two games in a row, or as soon as the wheels start falling off the wagon, people are going to immediately be like, well, is he watching enough film? Is he in the film room? Is he studying? Like, like Already, even before the, the independent study clause was released, we Not we, but people were concerned about the amount of money that was being put into Kyler Murray. They were... People were arguing out the wazoo if he even deserved that contract in the first place. So you already have people who are like, we shouldn't even have given him this money. And then you add on the fact that now these people are speculating, well, why are we even giving him this much money if he's not even going to study film into the equation? The put up or shut up mentality has to be in full effect this season because I swear as soon as there's a little sign of struggle, like losing two games in a row or two three interceptions a game or whatever it is people are going to be like I guess I bet you he didn't study this time I bet you he's not watching film like this narrative of coming into the season is so negative the entire Cardinals organization has just like a cloud hanging over it heading into the season and winning does cure all and I really hope that is what happens and I hope Kyler goes out there and balls out and performs at the highest of his ability and he just shuts Everybody. Hey, well, up. I, I'm rooting for the guy. Yeah, I hope I hope to God that's what happens. But I'm scared of what's going to happen if that doesn't happen, because everybody and their mom outside of Arizona are going to be like, well, we told you so. You shouldn't have given him that much money. Like, this is what happens when you give a young quarterback who doesn't study and blah, 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 this much money. Like, I already can see it happening and it already makes me want to die because I'm tired of being a tortured as sportsman. Well, I will say this, too. People can grow.
2: Yeah. So absolutely, I feel like I try to be as fair as I possibly can. And I try to draw from my own experiences, what I've heard, what I've seen, also leave leeway for things that I know I just don't know about. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I try to genuinely be as fair as possible, especially when it comes to criticizing other people, because I know how that is. It's like, you don't, you, know, you don't really know. You're not there every day. And, and I get that. And I would hate to be in the public eye to that degree where everybody's got a freaking opinion and it might be a little bit true and it might be uh, totally not true or whatever the case is. And a lot, most people don't really know the full truth. So I get that. I understand that. So at the same time, I feel like I am appropriately critical, appropriately critical of Kyler when it warrants it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I am willing to say, People grow, people mature, people learn from mistakes. And I am willing to say the Kyler that we knew his rookie year, his second year in the league, his third year in the league, eventually will not be the Kyler Murray that we are talking about heading into his fourth year. What about in the future in his fifth and his sixth year? Mm-hmm. Are we going to hold him to things that he did as a rookie? We shouldn't. I hope people don't. So I'm I'm willing to say, listen, Ky- I think there's a lot of negativity that we have heard come out of that locker room surrounding this guy. But can he change the narrative? Mm. The ball is in his core. Mm-hmm. Kyler, I'm rooting for you. And I hope you turn things around. And I hope you're able to squash the questions about your leadership and about your character through your actions. And I hope that we Woo. are in the Take future not having, <laughs> I hope we're not having these conversations anymore. And I'm rooting for them. So fr- I will say that.
1: Yeah, and to be frank, I'm tired of having these conversations. My God it has been a marathon of drama ever since he deleted pictures off his Instagram account. And I'm done. Oh yeah. That
2: too. too. I'm done. No
1: more. I'm done. I just want to see Kyler Murray be successful so we can just stop having these ridiculous conversations. And quickly, Tristan, before we take a look at the comment section, I want to ask you, why do you think the Cardinals took the addendum out? And do you think it was the right move?
2: Yeah. See, that's like, that's a really tough one because I don't – the only good that comes out of taking that addendum out is it probably did something for Kyler. And at the end of the day, if you want your – guy, like, he's the guy. So you Mm -hmm. want him to be happy, and so if you take it out, then you take some of that blame because now you look like the idiots that put it in there to begin with, right? So the Cardinals said, okay, we'll take a hit in order to make our quarterback – Happy in the situation where he clearly wasn't after this got out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I commend them, I suppose for doing that. I still think like, listen, if you had it in there, just keep it in there. You obviously felt strong enough to put it in writing and have him sign on the dotted line to agree to it. Yeah. Um, so like I, I have like conflicting thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it just is, it just is what it is. And hopefully it made Kyler, Uh, happy enough to where you know they were able to make amends on it and there's no hard
1: feelings which I'm sure that's what they were trying to do yeah I think it was a mistake I think the amount of backpedaling that that shows on behalf of the Cardinals organization is just makes it worse like you said they put it in there for a reason they had him sign it for a reason and now they're taking it out after all of this like I thought it was just it just made the situation worse. The backpedaling, it just looks bad. It looks like you have an undecisive front office that like doesn't know what they're doing with their contracts and will drop things that or change things at that drop of the hat if it gives any amount of backlash to the organization. So I don't like the move. I think if you felt a certain type of way, you felt strongly enough that you needed to include that in the contract in the first place, you need to stick by that and you need to Stand by that decision and you need to let Kyler know that you're supporting him, but this is how it is. And I think if Kyler would have just come out there and said, I study film, it is what it is. Let's get the season going. I think it almost would have made the situation a little bit better and we could have moved on. But now that it's out there that it's taken away, it's like, what are we doing? Like, I I think the move is silly and I don't think it was the right thing to do to take it away. And. I mean, I guess if Kyler, if that's something that Kyler felt very strongly about, and like he was the driving force behind getting taken it away, and that's what he needed to feel like the Cardinals have confidence in him as his franchise QB whatever I guess that is what it is but I think the backpedaling is not a good look and I wish that they wouldn't have done that and I wish they would have just stuck by their decision Kyler talked about it yesterday now we can all move on but again this is now another storyline because they took the addendum out and it's just I'm tired of it (laughs) I'm so tired of
2: it classy nasty we talking about practice (laughs) Kyler Iverson Murray yeah um when you get to a certain point you can make those conversations or you can make those comments um Daniel saying, I want the biggest storyline of Kyler Murray moving forward to be that he showed up dressed like a Nicolas Cage movie character. I don't think, first off, A plus moment. Yeah, shout Um, out Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is fantastic (laughs) for doing that. It was so funny. I don't think that Kyler like has that in him.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like that type. Um, not to, not that it's a bad thing. He's just not who he is. Just not who he is. Um, yeah. Josh Hunt said double down and make it a 20 hour a week <laughs> addendum. Hey, that's what I said when it came out. That was only four hours a week. I was like, that seems very, very not enough <laughs> to me to be a franchise quarterback only watching film four hours a week. Like, I feel like some of these guys are probably in the film room four hours a day. Like I, yeah, I was confused about that. Hey, we got a um super chat. Hey, Sean Marks. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you thanks for joining us we appreciate that thanks for the super chat sean marks um frank saying just get me a super bowl honestly same just get me a super bowl i won't care about any of this honestly i will delete all the pictures off my instagram if the cardinals win a super bowl (laughs) so you know winning cures all no brainer (laughs) want
2: to get into the comment section
1: i think we should let's take a deep dive into the comment section all right
2: so a lot of people had a lot of things to say this week about this whole homework addendum
1: Where do we even begin? I don't know, but I love the internet. I still can't believe the fact that Twitter is free, purely from the entertainment aspect that I get out of Twitter. It is just, bar none, the best social media app, and I love the creativity that people come out with on this freaking thing. Um, But one of the things that was posted was interesting because it came from a former teammate of Kyler Murray's. AQ Shipley joined the Pat McAfee Show and had some thoughts.
0: That film study clause in Arizona, and obviously you've made Phoenix your home. You played for the Cardinals. You were with Kyler his rookie year. He's come out and said, like, the conversation reaction around is disrespectful. He puts in an incomprehensible yeah. amount of work and all this. It's the first time this has ever been done. How do you feel about it? Do you think Kyler is legitimately pissed off about this or just doesn't want to talk about it? Well, let me start by
3: saying I just caught the tail end of what you and AJ were talking about. And AJ brought up a great point, which I think is – that's what I was like pointing at the camera. I don't know if anybody saw me, but it's like No, we didn't. If this is so disrespectful to put this clause in, why the fuck did you sign it?
0: Uh okay. Hundred
3: and sixty million guarantee. Right? Like, but is that is that really the real number? Is that the real number? Have we gotten the real numbers on that? <laughs> 103 million over the next three years is allegedly the real number. Yeah, but how does he again, yeah, AQ, like, how does he sign it but then not talk about it? Exactly. Like or or now we talk about it four days later because now it's become a big deal. Like I don't I don't really get that and at the end of the day if you're so if you're so you know what you want to talk about how well you prepare and all your study habits then why why are we holding a surprise press conference four days into training camp if it you know what i mean like it's i don't really understand this whole thing but at the end of the day like to sit there and ask for somebody to what put four hours four hours of film study in a week like like you talk to most quarterbacks that's laughable they do that they do that on a monday morning
0: yeah, that's bare men, is what I've... Bearman. I men. Bear men there. Now, uh, Kyler, I think that would have been his answer. That should have been his angle.
1: Some thoughts there but, by A.Q. Shipley, Juice. Yeah, and it's
2: a little interesting. Um, obviously, they were only teammates for one year. It was Kyler's rookie season. Uh, but he would have worked... I mean, he was an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, you're, you know, around the quarterback. And it's, he could have easily come to Kyler's defense and been like, listen, it might have only been one year, but when I was around him his rookie season, like, that Always watching film. Always watching film. A student of the game out-prepared everybody else in that Mm -hmm. locker room. And he didn't say that. He was like, why the F did you sign it if, like, it's this that isn't outrageous. A thing. It's yeah. that outrageous. And, like, why hold a surprise press conference to defend yourself and make it a whole huge thing and, like, whatever. You signed it. Like, you know yeah. what you signed up for. So to hear a former teammate's perspective, not only a former player, but a former teammate's perspective on it. And I think, you know, this is only a part of their conversation. I, I, I did, like... Listen to some other takes of his, and you know, like he he wasn't bashing Kyler the entire time uh, or anything like that. But to hear that specific, because it, I, and I I felt the same way. So I was like, thank you. This is like a former teammate, a former player um, that has the same view as I do. So like, you could sit there and say, well, you know, have you ever been in the locker room? Have you ever played football before? Like, no, but I still have a brain. And obviously, there are people that have that agree with me
1: yeah for sure I was kind of surprised by what AQ said I know some people in the comments are saying that he's bitter or that he's jealous but I mean why like he has moved on he won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like he does not as a coach he does not I don't think he gives any reason to be jealous. He doesn't give a shit. Like, he's not playing with Kyler anymore. He's not a part of the Cardinals organization anymore. The man has a Super Bowl ring with another organization. Like, I don't think he's jealous or cares at all. Like, I think he feels some type of way about, like, how him and Kyler had a relationship while he was here, and he commented on it. And, like I said, he has the right to do that because they were teammates, and he knows (laughs) Kyler better than anyone else because he shared a locker room with him for a year, so. Josh
2: Hunt, AQ Shipley, once again, not not protecting protecting the the quarterback. quarterback. Okay, that was a
1: or not. That's funny.
2: Um, Also, he's brought onto that show to be opinionated. So like, he's not on that show just because he's just like this bitter guy that's wanting to vent. Like, he's got his own opinions which is why he joins that show.
1: It's just interesting to me that it's another layer to this narrative of a former teammate because when we were at a Cardinals training camp, like Zach Ertz spoke, J.J. Watt spoke. They all said that nobody – or um, Isaiah Simmons spoke. They all said nobody knows the game better than Kyler. They all think that he studies film. They can go to him with any questions he about does, anything. And he for sure
2: does. Right. So like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. not know the playbook.
1: Yeah. So it's just interesting to hear a dissenting opinion from somebody who was his teammate um, and I don't really think has any motive to say anything bad about him other than that was just his experience, and that's that. Yeah. Um, All right, there were some other quarterbacks in the league or previous quarterbacks who had some thoughts and comments about this situation too. RG3 tweeting out about the situation, still bothered by Kyler Murray's situation. He has already had to deal with short jokes his entire life. Some say he looks like a toddler out there running around. (laughs) And now the Cardinals give him a homework clause in his contract. What in the reading rainbow is going on in Arizona? Also, that was like a backhanded like support.
2: Yeah, I was
0: was about to say the same thing. He's like, (laughs) some people say he looks like not me, but some people say that he looks like a toddler. (laughs)
1: <laughs> totally a backhanded compliment like just rub it in his face that the dude is short and looks like a toddler running around there on the field like ouch yeah but then to like also drag the Cardinals organization into it and say what in the reading rainbow is going going on out there I mean um I don't know if that tweet was as effective as RG3 was hoping for but I mean other quarterbacks in the league are commenting on this and they're noticing what's going on in Arizona and i They've got some thoughts to share, too. Yeah, it just adds to the narrative of like,
2: look, like nobody truly wins in this whole situation. Nobody wins. Everybody's got their opinions of who it makes look bad or whatever. But uh, hey, people are talking about Arizona.
1: <laughs> That's, That's good. true. We're out there again. <laughs> um, well, aside from those two things, there were some hilarious. And I mean, I was crying tears looking at these memes on the Internet. So we got to sh- we got to bring them up um barstool (laughs) okay disclaimer i don't like barstool but barstool tweeting out um (laughs) boys get on i don't have homework anymore and then a kyler a picture of kyler playing a, a game um luke lipinski friend of the show hi luke lipinski he tweeted out wait a minute Independent study clause for Kyler with different caps letters and then the letters spell out Call of Duty. It was there the whole time. This was just some inception level marketing. Hilarious. And then another person uh, tweeting out a head, a fake head watching the computer screen um, <laughs> saying that this is how Kyler Murray watches film. Um, while to they fair, sleep in the
2: background. Yeah,
1: while the person's actually asleep. So once again, the internet is undefeated and um, I'm glad that there can be some levity that is made out of this. Um, I think I, it's funny. I think it's funny too. I will say the picture of Kyler Murray playing a video game And the caption of boys get on, I don't have homework anymore. Violent flashbacks to living with my little brother who would constantly get in trouble for not doing his homework and playing Call Call of Duty all the time. Um, So congrats to the internet for being undefeated once again. That gave me a good chuckle. How about you? Cheers.
2: (laughs) Oh, I think I am like here for it. And I hope that Kyler finds a little bit of like comedy in it too. I am somebody that can totally laugh Laugh at at myself. mm -hmm. And like, I think that's such a skill in life that's going to, Help you get past any sort of adversity or people talking crap about you or like whatever. So, hopefully, he found a little bit of comedic relief and some, or maybe he just straight up didn't get on the internet. But also, there's like something to the video game stuff because he
1: is he, he's still part of like the phase clan thing, too, right? Like, I, yes, If he you is. ask me anything about video games, I will look at you like I have no Sean, idea. What is... you, Sean, what can you tell us?
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, but part of phase clan is like a like, gaming community, like a lot of the biggest streamers in the world, like gaming streamers in the world, really are part of like a it's like a phase clan it's like a it's like a gaming team basically like they have He's like a professional
2: game. gamer right yeah
0: like they i don't know if they pay him or if it's more of like a uh like a mutual no, beneficial I, but i'm pretty
2: sure when that broke that he joined phase clan like he was getting a contract to be a part of it
0: yeah and- so yeah i mean they they have money like it's like it's Probably they the have biggest, like a
1: phase house. Like I know that
2: they have yeah, like a huge they content have a big house, house, house in, California.
0: in California where a bunch of like the gamers play. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's he's like um, Bronny Junior is also a part of it. Like I know he games for them too. And it's just like a big like uh, yeah gaming culture kind of company. The only at game this point. I know
1: anything about is Fall Guys, and I'm really bad at it, but I love it anyway. <laughs> Frank in the comments saying Kyler playing Madden is a part of the training. Oh my god, can you imagine if that's what he? Came? Not that he ever would. I'm not saying that. No, he would never really say that. But can you imagine if he looked Michael Bidwell in the face? and was like, yeah, I train. I play Madden. Yeah. I watch film. I yeah. play Madden. Oh, I my God. I watch a ton of film. I like, would die. I would die. Um, also,
2: I, I, don't quote me on the getting paid for the Face Clan thing. I swear when that came out like two years ago or whatever it was that he when he like became a part of it that he was like, he
0: getting- probably does. I'm sure. It's, yeah, it's, he, it's, it's like an endorsement money. deal. Like yeah. he. He gives them a little more validity and popularity amongst people who probably don't otherwise watch gaming so i'm sure it's like <laughs> it's kind of like worked out for an as an endorsement okay. deal for him.
1: all right i just want to i just want to make sure that i was not spreading yeah uh Carol in the comments saying kyler has begun his villain arc this off season he's got to embrace it like lebron james in 2012 i totally agree like you just got to embrace it like the backpedaling i think almost makes it look worse so uh bring on the kyler murray villain era if, i'm sure he is kind of jaded after everything that's happened this offseason like it has been a never-ending news cycle about that man and what is going on let's with his some contract freaking like, football <laughs> let's just play some football
0: if kyler comes out in the sunglasses and, and is like these people have to go back to the regular boring jobs tomorrow i'm gonna i'll i'll get a kyler tattoo immediately. <laughs> that would be so funny
2: wait can i make one more comment that was spoken on uh good morning football this morning about his um, shirt that said Easy Money. Oh, why, my God. Why do you show... It, so this was not my original. I didn't even really Talk think twice that. about it. <laughs> Kyle Brand on Good Morning America brought... Or Good, Morning, uh, Good Morning Football brought it up, and I was like, that's a freaking great point. point. Like, yeah. why do you show up to a press conference about basically about how like you know defending like this isn't easy and i study and whatever with an easy money shirt on well what are you i doing? mean
0: I, you, I would look at it being like they're only asking me to watch four hours of film and i do that in my sleep basically this is easy money like i loved it i love when people yeah, are I just thought it was kind on of a move um, um,
1: i don't know well, speaking of kyler murray <laughs> if you want to get in on his mvp odds on the Dropkings sportsbook app you absolutely can do that although i don't know if i would recommend doing that now because he is currently at plus plus two thousand on the Dropkings sportsbook uh, that's when you gotta get in. get in. You gotta get on it now
0: before oh, he starts yeah, playing. And on it
1: an now before he starts playing and the odds go up. Um, I think he is the sixth favorite, with Josh Allen being the favorite at plus six hundred or seven hundred at the moment. So uh, shout out to him. Josh Allen for being the favorite to win the MVP this year. But hey, if you want to back your guy Kyler Murray and you think this is the time and he is going to ball out and earn every single dollar of that two hundred and thirty point five million dollar contract and be the MVP. Get over to the Jack King Sportsbook app right now. Like I said, his odds to win are at plus 2,000, so it's a great time to get in. If you want to put your money where your mouth is, I don't know if I'm willing to take that risk quite yet. I think... (laughs) I need to see a couple games before I get in on the Kyler Murray MVP conversation, but the best thing about the DraftKings Sportsbook app is that you can deposit your cash and withdraw whenever you want, so if you get a little nervous like me, it's okay. You can get your money out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Apply, see show notes for details. Did we almost talk for an hour about that? Yeah, I was going to say, we really just went off on the Tyler situation. Shout out to everybody in the comments for sticking with us. But I think it is okay to get back into our temperature check because there was a lot of things that happened in the Valley this week that are worth talking about. Most notably, the Phoenix Suns head coach, Monty Williams, officially signed his contract extension. So shout out to Monty. Thank you, Phoenix Suns, for making a great decision. I know that those are far and few between sometimes. And I think signing Monty to a long-term contract extension, he still had two years left on his current deal uh, but I think that was a great move. I think Monty is this organization. He is everything that you want in a head coach. He is a leader. He is a great man. He leads by example. Better. What is it? Well, well done is better than well said. Yeah. tattoo that my I literally tattoo it on my forehead. I am yeah. so excited for Monty. And I think the contract. You could just well get earned. one of the hats that they sell.
2: You don't have to get it tattooed on your forehead. Oh, okay. They do sell I those. I think fine. at the team shop now. I think like it's like a whole thing
1: yeah I wouldn't be surprised. you got to make money where you can. cheers, how do you feel about the contract extension? Oh, I love it.
2: I've yeah. always been a huge fan of Monty. I can't speak enough great things about James Jones and Monty Williams them two together. I think they've single-handedly changed uh the not only like the culture but the trajectory of the Phoenix Suns. they've changed the narrative they've obviously changed the fact that uh, they're now you know they went from, worst team in the NBA to one of the best. And, you know, they're able to now be in that conversation for years. I mean, they, they completely, completely changed this organization around. And Monty was a huge, 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 huge aspect of all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he's a, a great beloved a guy in the community. Um, he's outspoken about topics that we've endured over the last few years that are tough topics to speak about. He doesn't shy away from it. Um, and so, uh, you know, and he's a leader for for everybody on the court. Everybody respects the guy, and yeah. so like he's the he is the right guy for this job. So sign him to that long term extension. He is so deserving of it. He's accomplished a lot in his short tenure here, just three seasons. Um, and I would want no other coach for this season. Um, of I guess season can mean two things. Like this season of like meeting the 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 next few years.
1: Um, <clears throat> With the Suns organization. Like, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. And the championship window for the Suns, it's do or die, baby. Every day it feels like that window is getting smaller and smaller. So, Monty is absolutely the person to lead the Suns through this little little season like you said of time.
2: I know I'm like what what other word is there other than season? But, like obviously if we're uh, yeah, thinking about seasons a, it. Yeah. Um
1: but to think that Monty will be at the head of this organization when the Suns win their first championship makes me smile because I don't think anybody deserves it more than Monty Williams and the guys on the Phoenix Suns. So shout out to Monty. You're the best.
2: Well done. Good job. Happy for you, Monty. Um some more serious news though. Um you could look at it as a step in the right direction, though, certainly. Uh, we've gotten more news on the Brittany Griner situation. The Biden administration um, proposed Biden signed off on a prisoner swap. We're just now finding out about um, that would you know, get Brittany Griner as well as Paul Whelan, the other um, prisoner out in Russia, back for a deal um, for a Russian arms dealer that goes by the name of the merchant of death
1: yeah interesting. and so like
2: obviously there's like it's it's a complicated situation like we're this is the first time we ever heard anything about there being action behind biden's words like we've heard oh he you know he called um britney's wife up and said hey we're doing like we've heard like hey we're doing stuff but this is the first like tangible action that we've heard that they that has been taken yeah but like Listen, if you haven't been paying attention to this storyline over the last five months, if you've listened to our show or any uh, of our content here at and we have talked about it, Okay, But if for some reason you have not been following this, the fact that the Biden administration offered to swap a guy that's called the merchant of death that is charged with and convicted of aiding a terrorist group, like, we're... Like, we're talking about serious stuff here. Mm -hmm. And the situation is incredibly sad. It's incredibly serious. And it's an example of an incredible injustice. And so if if you, I hope that this also coming to light, obviously the best case scenario is we get her back immediately. But in the meantime, I hope people who have ignored this story or have Develop some sort of like biased of of why, you know, whether she was deserving or whatever, because I still I still have seen those like look at the magnitude of this. It's serious, serious stuff. And I hope that you'll begin to like read into what exactly
1: is going on. Mm -hmm. It's a complete injustice. Well, there was more news that came out about the situation that not only was she not Told her rights when she was arrested at the airport but then her interpreter that was assigned to her case did not interpret any of the documents that were presented before her in any of the pre-trial proceedings and made her sign documents that she didn't understand basically accusing her of being guilty of a crime and that's horrifying. That's terrifying. Brittany is now representing herself over there, and she has come out to the court and publicly declared that she has not been treated fairly, therefore discrediting anything that the Russian government might say about a fair trial. And listen, I don't care if she's guilty. I don't care if she's committed a crime. She's an American citizen, and she needs to come home now. It is embarrassing that it has taken this long to get an American citizen back here, especially one of such high, prolific, like, stature. And I I know that Paul Whelan has been there for a while and I feel horrible for him, but we need to get these Americans home. I don't care if she's guilty. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care that she's committed a crime. She's an American citizen in a hostile country that has been treated completely unfairly and it's not okay for her to still be over there. And I'm sorry, but the comments on these are disgusting. It's not okay. She is a human life. She is a living, breathing human American citizen that is stuck in a foreign country that is not treating her fairly and she should not be there it is not okay and it's time to bring bg home so i'm glad that at least we're making some progress and there are tangible results coming out now of progress being made about getting her back here she's a human being and she deserves to be back home with her family and
2: and she's considered a prisoner of war so like it's not like this is simply like well she doesn't like like just pay attention to what the and, story like, where is. is the
1: compassion from people yeah. like people are saying leave her there because she committed a crime are you kidding me also Kim, where like, is the forgiveness but, w- when you come when you do something wrong when you mess up when you break the law i'm sorry are you speeding down the freeway going like 20 miles an hour and you want to be left in jail like where is the forgiveness where is the compassion in this situation like show a little humanity Le- leave her there are you kidding me what is wrong with you like i don't care if she committed a crime bring her home like it is it blow the whole thing blows my mind and i i hate the people that say that because have a little bit of compassion have a little bit of forgiveness and understanding like i'm sure if that was your ass over there in a russian jail you wouldn't want people over here in america in your home country saying leave you there that's ridiculous
0: also the narrative that like oh she did a crime like let's be fucking real she had weed like it's not like she killed somebody it was it's something that's not even illegal here and like that we can you can't ignore the fact that Russia is clearly using her as like a pawn. It's a pawn. She's a pawn that's why
2: she's
1: being considered a prisoner of not war. Not a prisoner like, of war, wrongfully detained. Um but yeah, it's it's disgusting to me. Like have some compassion, have some empathy. Like of course like we're not condoning breaking the law, but like are you kidding me? It's weed. Like I, I, we literally consume and advertise for a wee company on this podcast. Like, I'm sorry, but you're in the wrong place if you think that it's okay to leave BG over there because of what she did. Like, it, it, they're using her as a pawn, and that alone should be a reason enough for you to get upset that the fact that she's stuck there and wrongfully detained and she needs to come home. And that's that. I'm sorry. There are,
2: there are articles sorry. that are calling her WNBA star remains a prisoner of war in Russia. So, like, um, I won't, like, go all in on that term, but, like, I, I'm not the only one that has used that term. So, like, it's all, like, very serious stuff. Like, obviously, we're not a political show, um. so we don't need to get into all that. But, yeah, but you also have to do recognize that, like, if we're talking about guys that have literally aided terrorists and, like, people that are, like, serious, serious, serious arms dealers and things like that that we're trying to give up in exchange for her, like, and we're dealing with... Russia like it it's not and and they are in the middle of a war so like it's not an easy just like a simple thing like oh just fly a plane over there and go pick her up like it's a very sensitive um, situation so I do want to be like mindful of that as well but um, at this point it's just like It's just like heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and um, at minimum the thing that like we can do is like at least like educate yourself on the situation a little bit more before you start spewing like generalities or hate or you know prejudice or whatever the case is around the situation on social media and stuff like that when you just like just take a like just take a look into it just take a deep dive into the situation
1: and just see what's actually going on there. All right let's end the show on an interesting note. MLB trade deadline is right around the corner. It's next week. And the Diamondbacks, they've had some things come out about their strategy. Sarah Kazell, a friend of the show from Arizona Sports, tweeted out something about um, Derek Hall's appearance, Sean. <laughs> Sarah Kazell's tweet. Um Please. Uh, (laughs) I don't know where it is. Hold on. Um, Basically, DVAC's president and CEO, Derek Hall, said on Arizona Sports that the team's success coming out of the All Star break will not impact their strategy at Tuesday's deadline. So regardless of what the Arizona Diamondbacks have done, they've been super successful. They just swept the Giants. Um, it's not really going to impact their strategy. Um, and then we have video from David Peralta in the locker room, thanks to our friends at Cronkite News, talking about his tenure here in Arizona.
3: It's, it's going to be hard for me, of course, if that happens, because uh, this is the organization to get an opportunity to believe in myself. And, and. And, and I always going to be thankful for everything they did for me.
1: So obviously David Peralta is one of those names that has been out there on the trade block for the Diamondbacks. He does play in the outfield, he is aging, and if you don't know anything about the Diamondbacks farm system, they have prospects out the wazoo coming up in that system, and the outfield is about to be very crowded with Corbett Carroll, Alec Thomas, Dalton Varsho, the list goes on and on, so um, that's probably why David Peralta's name is out there. Um, he, His contract and his age and um, his position just kind of inconveniently line up for when all of these all-star outfield prospects are supposed to be making their debut, um, but the thought of David Peralta not being in a Diamondbacks jersey obviously sucks. He is the face of the franchise, and um, it's going to be weird if he does get moved because, of course, he spent his entire career here. So it's going to be a little sad for me. Cheers. How do you feel about it? Yeah,
2: I mean, I agree. If there was one guy that I wouldn't want to see leave, it's David Peralta just because he's a fan favorite. He's a media favorite. And I think he is um, just a... He brings life to... a a group of guys and a team and a clubhouse that has been struggling. And he's been for years for the last few seasons here. And he's just been a guy that's been constant and a guy that's been uplifting um, and just brings positivity to the team. So like for those reasons, like um, I, you know, it's like, it's the freight train. Like I, I would hate (laughs) to see him leave. Um, If it gets to that point, we'll see Tuesday's trade deadline, coming up. Um, But like the Diamondbacks, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. And I think that everybody should be like up for potential like grabs, right? Like whatever deals that you can make. um, I think Derek Hall added to to that interview um, on Arizona Sports that it's going to be a combination of Trading and selling for them, they're not going all in on being buyers or sellers.
1: Yeah, um, he also added that anything that they do will be to improve the major league roster, so they're not really in the business of um, looking for prospects or yeah. wanting to restock their farm system. And The Diamondbacks have they don't a top need five to farm it. system, yeah, yeah. Their, their farm system is just fine, it is over the top fulfilled. So, um it's going to be interesting to see what the Diamondbacks do. I think they're in a really weird spot because of the organizational philosophy that they've had the last couple of years. The Diamondbacks have done this really weird like half in half out retooling instead of rebuilding thing, and I think it's almost kind of come back to bite them because now they're in this spot where yeah, their farm system is great. It's super talented, but now we're in a position where we have multiple players at multiple different like positions that have like a line out the door to try to like get out there. Um the outfield obviously being one of those positions. So I'm kind of concerned about what they're going to do because, like I said, they've done this weird retooling instead of rebuilding thing, and now it seems like they're in a really, really really weird spot where they've got a really weird contract with Madison Bumgarner getting paid way too much money for what he does, and then you look down the payroll and, like, there's like guys that don't even come close to matching Madison Bumgarner's payroll. So, I mean, I think at the top of the list, sh- for di- the Diamondbacks trade line, it should be moving Madison Bumgarner off of this team because that contract is stupid. And I don't think <laughs> it should
2: be all about like money. Though. Like, I, I don't like, I think now I'm not, I'm not like defending the Mad Bum. I, I think that like, depending on like what you can get for him, like, he's not a guy that's like, no, protect him at all costs. But I don't subs- personally subscribe to like, Just offload as many contracts as you possibly can and bring up the young guys in the next year or two or whatever, just for the sake of like, because I don't know how far that gets you either. You still, there's still value in having veterans at different positions um, on your team. Like, I don't want next year, like Dalton Varshow to be considered like the veteran of the team. So, um, you know, you get rid of Madbum, you get rid of David Peralta. I mean, like, who else would be on that list?
1: And then Kennedy. Yeah. Ian Zach Kay. Davies. Right. Joe Mantiply for sure. Yeah. And, Which and also those... makes me sad because the bullpen has always been an issue for the Diamondbacks and they finally get it a reliever that goes to the All-Star game and they're like, see you, Joe. Hopefully they don't do that to Joe because I think that's one player they can definitely afford to keep. Yeah. If, um, they, if they go that route. And since they're not fully rebuilding their entire farm system, I don't think that they necessarily need to do it. Like you said, like definitely want to clear away some salary space so that we can afford to maybe be buyers in a certain situation later down the road where our all our young guys are performing well and we just need some of like older all-stars to really complement them so having the capital to do that at some point I think is really important because you do want to be a buyer when the time is right I don't think that time is now but I think this trade deadline will definitely make a clearer path forward of where the organization is at with their retooling and it will definitely draw some lines in the sand which I think are going to be helpful but I think either way I would be really sad to see David Peralta go because he's a freight train and the freight train is the face of the organization. And it will be another player that we lost um, to the trade deadline. Unfortunately, that was a franchise player.
2: One, like one more uh, just thing about that was with David Peralta specifically is just like, I feel like the Diamondbacks have had like a face of the franchise issue. Like that's a part of like trying to find this identity. And I think that, um, you know, obviously guys can naturally become over time or whatever, like a, like a face in the community, a beloved personality. But like, um, like I feel like that's an undervalued position. Yeah. Like I'm putting that in air quotes of like you, it's, it's so valuable to have that one guy that's just like super beloved. That's a huge part of the community that, you know, everybody knows that if he gets a hit, like literally the entire, um. Uh. You know, stadium. the entire stadium is is doing like the the choo choo like thing, and like like those types of players, like especially in your down years, that that fans can gravitate towards. Yeah. Sometimes it just comes with like pure, uh, like skill or athleticism or talent or whatever, like production on the field. Like sometimes it's just naturally drawn to it. But um, like I I definitely don't want to get away from like those beloved characters as well for a franchise that like remember like remember where you are where you came from where you've been like those guys are still very important not at the expense of winning right like I'm not saying that but just like I feel like that there should be some mindfulness in that regard
1: yeah absolutely well like Derek Hall said they're building for 2023 and beyond and if you're not paying attention to the Diamondbacks now would be a great time to start because I have full Faith. I just have this like feeling in my gut that the Diamondbacks are gonna be a really, really, really good team for years to come. Come 2023 slash 2024 when all of those top prospects are set to debut. So now's the time to get on the train. It might not be a freight train after Tuesday, but it's still gonna be a train. <laughs> um, Some sort of train. Oh, Cheerson, you know what I need right now? I need an OG's. I am with you. You want to split one? Yeah, let's do it. I freaking love OGs. They are the best THC scratch-made gummies in the state of Arizona. They're made right here in Arizona, which only makes them better, in my opinion. They have the best flavors in the whole world. Orange Creamsicle is my favorite, but they just have – they released a limited summertime edition flavor. Pina Colada, the pineapple, and the creamy coconut are – chef's kiss together so if you're into trying gummies head on out to your local dispensary and pick up some OG's they've got great indica and sativa strands they've got the 10 milligram option or the 3 milligram option if you want to start with a micro dose and not necessarily jump off the THC cliff which are also really great and I can't recommend them enough make sure to check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands you can also find their products at your local dispensary like I mentioned you must be 21 years or older to purchase but but who cares? No I big, no big deal. deal. I want more. <laughs> if you're just now joining the show, I'm sorry. You have no idea what that just happened, but you'll have to go back and watch the beginning. Tears, um, it's Friday. It's Friday, then. It's Saturday, Saturday is Sunday. Sunday. What? What is Friday, then. It's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. What? Thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Don't forget to do the youtube things. Hit the like button. Subscribe to our channel. Ring the bell so you get a notification whenever we go live if you're listening to this on an audio only format give us a five-star review it really really helps us out if you want to become a part of this family this weird dysfunctional family we've got going on head on over to go phnx.com and sign up for a membership you'll get your first month for only 50 cents or if you sign up for an annual membership you'll get a free t-shirt from the phnx locker got a ton of other great benefits including the members only discord discounts in your email it's all all great stuff come be a part of the family and uh, cheers soon it's the weekend let's go pate yeah, bye everybody weekend, everyone. see you next week at 12 30